Okay, another day, another FBL pod. Jack, how are you today? Josh, great to be back. I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. How are you doing? You know, you know, pretty ready to talk FBL. Eager, mm-hmm. lots and lots and lots to talk about. And well, you know what? Let's start off with what are we gonna what we're we gonna tell the listeners this this week, Jack. What we got on the menu? What we got on the menu this week? So. What we'll do first, we'll review the last game week, game week two, how we both did. Uh, so go through our teams, see who did well, who didn't do so well. Section two will be the key talking points of the week. So we've got XG and XA, who's topping that table so far. We've got talking points like about Lukaku. Lukaku's entered the fray. Do we bring him in? When do we bring him in? Should we bring him in? Simicas, do we sell him or not? Another key question, the, what else are we doing? Upcoming international break. It's a bit of a controversial one and we'll go into why and what you should do, what you shouldn't do about it and what you need to know. We'll be examining whether Salah and Bruno are still essential, taking a look at other assets of the mid-priced assets, West Ham's emergence, as well as many more. There's many more things to cover in that section. So that's the key talking points. And then the third, the third section will be our transfers and plans for the coming game week, as well as who we're going to captain. And then finally, we'll take a look at how the algorithm teams got on in game week two and what Algo their teams. moves, yeah, what their moves will be for game week three. So that's what's on the menu. I'm looking forward to this one, Josh. Should be, should be an exciting one. Lovely. So that's the lay of the land. Yes, indeed. Um, everything so Josh, to cover. Exactly. Josh, how did you do? Game week two. Let's go for it. How did I do? Uh, did okay. Nice little green arrow. I now find myself just about in the top 500,000. Nice. And points wise, it was 72 for me. Solid. Solid. Well above the average. 56. Had a head-to-head with the average, speaking that this week, and won. So take that average. Um, Here you go. Yeah, felt felt good with that. Any green arrow, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Inevitably, you're starting to look at, you know, how to even improve on that. But generally speaking, feeling pretty good. The annoying thing is there are points everywhere at the moment. Um, so mm-hmm. we'll drill down into that a little bit in the next section. But generally speaking, happy with the green arrow. What about you, Jack? How do you get on? Well, let's let's hold our horses. Who did well for you, Josh? I want to know more. Ooh. You got such a good score. I want to know who your stars were. Okay, okay. Thank you. Back to where me. Did um, those, where did those massive points come from? Well, big, big boys with the double double figures, double digit returns were your man Trent Alexander Arnold and the double Liverpool defence, including Simicas, to be to discuss more later on Simicas, but Looking back, he, he did great again. Oh, what a buy. Yeah, what a buy he's been. We watched that game together, didn't we? And just Trent getting that assist, just, oh, I wasn't happy about it. But yeah, fair play to you. Fair play. <laughs> Got to have Lovely faith ball. in those Liverpool wingbacks. Mm. So yeah, both those Liverpool wingbacks doing bits, was which was lovely. And then right at the end of the game week, Antonio crops up and once again smashes it down. Right, um, honestly. With a cardboard cut of himself, just celebrating. So, so yeah, they those were the three double digits. My only real blanks were was Fernandez with with his lowly one, and mm. Tony, your man Tony, with only two points. Everyone else kind of brought brought something to the table. 
That's right. Yeah. So who would you brought in for this week, Josh? Who would you you would because you were thinking of getting rid of Veltman, weren't you? But he's on your bench, I see there. So what was the move you made? Or did you uh, roll? A very passive roll. You so rolled it. Roly poly. Cool. Looked at the team, thought, you know, everyone from game week one started. Why am I gonna replace Veltman when I've got one viable bench spot in Brownhill? Yeah. So I just thought I'd hold, put myself in a better position for this week. Done very well. Done very well. 72 points. With a rolling transfer, you cannot complain, Josh. Done very well. Well, we'll talk about your team later and what you're going to do with it. Discuss those blankers, whether you're going to hold, whether you're going to move. Yeah, but over very to good. you now. Give to give me, give me the info. What do you get? To me, yeah, over to me. So better than the horror show that was game week one. Got a lot of flack. Got a lot of flack for that. Deservedly so. Can't complain. So I got four points less than you, Josh. So I got sixty-eight. So. I was generally pleased. I was very pleased before Monday night's game. Very pleased. Because I think, you know, I think I was looking, I was in top 100K at that point. That just shows how much of an impact that West game, West Ham game had um, with Ben Rama and Antonio, of course, coming, coming up Trump. So yeah, I was on 60, I think it was on like 63 before that game. Ended up on 68, but oh, just, just those two guys just, just ruined my rank really. They really did. Um, but as I say, in, in isolation, can't complain too much, being above the average. So Sanchez fight got me got me the six points that I brought him in for. That was good. I had Simicast, didn't have Trent, but had Simicast with the uh, the lovely 11 points. I thought he was amazing, by the way. I thought he was really good. And I've, I got a feeling, well, we'll talk about that later, but I've got a feeling he might hold on to his place. But who knows? Ooh, um, bold. Bold yeah, you could tell me more as the Liverpool fan there. Um, Shaw and Kufal. Shaw, uh, despite the clean, she- despite losing the clean sheet, got the two bonus points, which was which is a real. I mean, that is the definition of bonus. Didn't expect anything there, but thank you very much, Luke. Kufal, the assist. Shame they couldn't hold the clean sheet. Pointless Leicester goal. Greenwood was my highest scorer with ten points. Um, bit of a lucky scuff shot to score there. So he was my yeah, he's my highest scorer. I captain Salah. Three points, six points, thanks, Salah. Rafinha with a lovely goal. Uh, with seven. Bit of a bit of a dud on the transfer. Should have held Mane. Brought Fernandez in by panicking. Fernandez got the one point. Mane obviously got eight points. Um, so a bit of a kick in the teeth there. But I was pleased that Mares came on and scored. When I saw he was benched, I was devastated. I really was gutted. I was just hoping for any minutes from him. And then he came on and scored, which was which is a real bonus. And then Ings and Bamford up front. So Ings with the lovely overhead goal and, and Bamford with an assist. So not to 68 points. Again, because it ended on the West Ham game, I was pretty gutted. But like if that West Ham game had been the first of the week, I'd have been devastated then. But then if I'd got these 68 points after that, I would have been happy. So it's just a bit of a, a mental thing of the last game kicks you in the teeth. So you think you've had a bad week, but actually you haven't, you know, that kind of weird mental bias. Yeah. Um, you're watching yourself tick down the mini league as everyone else piles in. With yeah, their late exactly. Points. Exactly. You know, when you lock in the points and then drop, it's, it's a bit of a killer, isn't it? But, but yeah, can't complain above the average 12 points above the average. I can't complain at all. I'd take that every week. So, uh, so yeah, onwards and upwards. Onwards and upwards. So I'm sensing, Jack, that there's a kind of happiness at the green arrow, but a general 
discontent you with correct, your yeah. team. Yeah, Some there is just, changes that you want to make. There are, there are, there are changes, but we'll come on to that in part three, won't we? And I'll let you know. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So should we, after reviewing our teams now, should we take a little break? Yeah. And then we'll come back and let's look forward, you know, focus on forward, the future yeah. positives. Sure. Sure. Forget that week. Done. Done. And we're back. So, Jack, as promised, we're now going to look forward with positivity in our hearts. And, you know, the first thing we want to talk about is we've got two game weeks behind us. We're going to go ahead and say that that constitutes form. And so we're going to take a little look at the XG and XA so far to highlight who are those, who are those big boys, you know, who are the ones that if you haven't got in your team, you really, these are the guys that you're going to want there. So we've got some some specific points we want to cover. So before we get into players, let's stick and have a look at some of the, the better teams out there in terms of XG. So we have five teams that have an XG of over 4.0, which seems mm-hmm. to be a little nice little cut off to focus on those five teams. Cool. Um, who are they? So this is to, yeah. So this is teams that should have scored more than four goals across the two games based on the chances they had, right? So it's... I think everyone can guess them, can't they? So, well, well, maybe one of them actually. So, in the last with a four point two five goals is Everton. So Everton, that would have been the one that I might not have guessed. I think I would have guessed the other four. But watching the games, actually thinking back to watching the games, they Dominic Calvert Lewin does miss a lot of chances. As good as he is, he misses a couple of point blankers every game. It seems, and I, that's why I don't think he's that great a finisher but he's a very good positional player. Like he just knows exactly where to, how to get in front of a defender and stay on side and sort of, he takes one in three chances and he, and he buries them. And yeah, Benitez has done well with Everton. What do you think of them? Yeah, I think we talked about them a little bit before when we were picking our game week one team and saying fixtures look amazing. Some assets, which looked, have looked good last year and previous years. But so much going on with like the the team dynamic, like how how are they, who, are they going to turn up? Who's gonna who's going to be good? After two game weeks now, we can categorically say that DCL is a is a great option. Looks to be a great option at what eight point one he is now, I think. And Richarlison also, you know, looks decent. So yeah, I mean that that XG to come to come full circle for Everton shows, you know, they've. They're a threat. They're one of the top five yeah. threats so far after two games. Yeah, people were worried, weren't they? The Sigurdsson thing and the fans not liking Benitez. Like there were, there were definite question marks that warranted avoiding them. And actually, defensively, they, like Dina hasn't done a lot, and he was probably the most popular player after DCL. And he hasn't hasn't really come up with the goods yet. But yeah, certainly attacking wise, like players like Decore have, have stepped up, haven't they? From last year so far, I mean, it is only two games, is what I would say. And there have been those home crowd bounces, I think. Yeah, but I think you're right. DC, Ellen Charleston out of Everton would be, would be, I wouldn't say no to those picks. Cool. So the next highest, we've got Liverpool, your beloved Liverpool, Josh. Pleased with how Liverpool started the season? Yeah, I mean, looking at where they were last year, I think you, you can't say anything bad about six points and 
a team which looks like they're purring, really. A couple of other players to step back in as well. Fabinho will come back in. Um, I think he was on bereavement leave because his father unfortunately passed uh... away. Thiago, obviously being bedded in a little bit, given a little bit more time after the Euros. And then, you know, um, people like Robertson have picked up the injuries and, you know, back in training now. So there seems to be that buzz back again around around Liverpool that wasn't around last year. And they're, they're playing well. Yeah, I feel like you've got a bit more depth now than, than you've had in the previous couple of years for some reason. Like Firmino getting benched, you know, that wouldn't have ever happened before before Jota came, would it? And the midfield especially, you've got options in there. I know Wijnaldum's left, but yeah, I kind of feel like Liverpool and Robertson being injured, Simicast has come in and looked, looked really good. So I feel like you've got, yeah, you've got a bit more cover now within, in certain positions. And um, and yes, Salah, Salah looks like Salah. Mane looks like he's firing again. Glad I sold him. And and Firmino's actually finding the net for a change, which is which is good. So yeah, I think Liverpool. Would you recommend doubling up on their attack, or do you still think Salah plus two defenders or plus a defender is is the way to go? Tricky. I think the biggest question mark would would be who are you who are you tripling up with? So most everyone's got Salah. Most people have got Salah. Uh, behind here, most people want Trent, obviously. So you, mm. you're looking at who's the next best option. And so far, it's been Jota, you would say. But knocking on that door, knock, knock, knocking thing, on that it? door is Firmino. I mean, Firmino's not going to be benched every game, is it? It's just not going to happen. So surely it's Jota that comes out of that? You would assume so. And I think he was the one to, to have split minutes last mm. year. And actually... I don't want to maybe read into this too much, but when he was substituted towards the end of the game, he didn't look that displeased. You know, he wasn't one of those players that seemed to like. You, sometimes you see yeah. Man and Sa- Man. He's and just Salah happy to be there. Just, just exactly, happy to be there. Happy to be a part. Happy of to be involved. He just keeps scoring though, doesn't he? Like you can't I feel like you just can't drop him in that form. He's, he's so good. He's almost um, like a city asset. I think. Mm, yeah. You, yeah. You, if you have him in your team. You are waiting for that lineup. Just to be get released. him out. Don't trust me. Don't do it. As a city asset owner, it is the worst. That lineup dread. We'll go into it later. But yeah, that lineup dread is. It's just not worth any any money for me. But yeah. So um, yeah, I, w- I would say it's a viable option to triple up on Liverpool. The big, the million dollar question is who is that third person? Because yeah, Mane is yeah. not worth the money. I don't think yet until he really hits a pain of form. So yeah. No one stand out to be the, the third option. If Simakas, to be discussed later on, if Simakas really gets you know replaced by Robert as soon as he steps in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think we covered yeah. out Liverpool there. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. performing as I thought they would. You know, amongst the top, the top for XG. It's no surprise to see them there. I don't think. So next up in third place is City. Um, they obviously battered Norwich. After a bit of a tepid first game, 4.55 XG, they've scored five, so that's pretty pretty accurate. Let me jump in here, because this is the hard question. Yeah. Who would you have from City? Nobody, just fuck them. There Nobody. Honestly, just don't go. I mean, if I had to have one City player, maybe Diaz or, May- or Grealish, but I think even with Grealish, oh, I just, you just don't know what the lineup's going to be, do you? I've got Mahrez... 
Yes, he came on and scored, but it was just awful. A, waiting for the lineup. Like when you click on that lineup picture, City lineup released, you click on that picture of the, there's always one player standing there, isn't there, with the rest of the team. And you're just scouring around for your player and you miss him the first time. You go back up hoping you missed him and he's still not there. It's just, oh. So you just can't, yeah, even with form, like Jesus played really well, didn't he, um, the other day, on the wing as well. So that's now another winger that can rotate. But he played so well. Pep said he played really well. I wouldn't put money on him starting next game. Means nothing. Means nothing. Those, those means, uh, yeah, it means nothing. Grealish, the hundred million pound man. Yes, he started to got a fluky goal. Will he start again? Don't know. Ferran Torres, maybe the only out and out striker now. Will he even start? Nobody knows. So yes, yeah. so I think as great as they are for your own sanity, avoid. Yes, if you manage to get a start from the player you've got amazing but you don't you're not you're just not guaranteed it unless you've got edison and there are definitely better options than edison so yeah do you agree yeah. with avoid yeah no generally agree the only, i was gonna if there was someone out there who was like you know what i'm gonna have a city player no matter what you say jack and josh i was looking at the xg and xa stats in front of me and there's only two players city players one makes the top 10 xg and one mm. makes the top 10 xa so the top 10 uh, xg player coming in at 10th is riad mares who there you go you got him anyway burnt by him yeah and the top 10 xa player who's at the top funny enough with 1.42 is jesus yeah from that one game yeah Just i mean they the xg thing says it all doesn't it they do spread it around so much they spread those chances around they're amazing for doing that because they've got so many capable players, but for a fantasy perspective, it's a nightmare. So yeah, avoid City. Pep Roulette lives on. Avoid them, ditch them. Yeah, indeed. And second highest XG, we got Chelsea, four point eight three. Uh, they're looking bloody good, Josh. Yeah, everyone is looking with green, green, envious eyes mm. at the massive, beastly figure that is Romelu Lukaku. It's phenomenal, isn't he? Yeah. Um, he just dominated that Arsenal defence. Um, I don't know how else to describe it apart from men against boys. I think Mari's got PTSD. It was embarrassing. It was about. I was embarrassed for Mari. I was yeah. that first goal. He just didn't, didn't barely touched him, and he just bowled over. Just looked. He looked like a. It did look like how I would look playing in a Premier <laughs> League game against strikers of the Premier League. Like it was sad to see, wasn't it? But do you think, I mean, Lukaku, we'll come on to Lukaku in a minute, I think, in a different section. Do you think his presence makes other Chelsea assets more uh, attractive, though? Well, I'm going to steal comments that I've heard from uh, lots of other people talking about this, that they say the presence that he has and the ability to hold up the ball means that, you know, the wing backs, whoever they may be, left Mm. and right, will be able to push on more. The, the whole team is able to press up a little bit and he can take pressure off. And we just know that he's a proven goal scorer. So I think, yeah, he's going to he's gonna score goals, which means someone's got to get assists. And, you know, those those assists are going to gonna maybe come from wide because he can score them, but he can score any kind of goal. So even yeah. your Mason Mount's in the middle. and Well... Yeah, sorry, go on. I'm just making noises. Yeah, I, I just think, I just think, yeah, Chelsea looked good before he was there. Now they look like 
Superman Chelsea. He completes the package. Exactly. He completes the package, I think, doesn't he? Just that clinical striker. Werner's just not going to get the goals. Tammy, I do love Tammy, but he wasn't quite good enough, I don't think. Problem with their fullbacks is who's going to play. Like, if James was in, if James was their only right back, I think he'd be in everyone's team. But it's just not, you know, he played really well again, but is he is he a lock? I'm not sure he is. Um, same goes for Chilwell and Alonso. You know, both great options if you know they're nailed. Um, so yeah, Eminem for me, Mason Mount. I think he. I'm really looking at him. Seven point five. I think potentially as a swap from from a Greenwood potentially. But yeah, I think you're right, Mount. The likes of those supporting players are going to see their numbers increase because they were creating the chances last year. They just weren't being finished, and now they've got arguably the best striker in the world finishing them. Yeah, seems like one not to overthink. I think. So well. Lukaku deserves his own segment in a second. So let's not go too much into Lukaku, but Chelsea yeah. look spicy. Yeah. They look good. They do. They're tasty. But maybe even tastier at the moment, Josh. Top of the XG charts, West Ham, 5.3 goals. Uh, sorry, 5.3 XG. Most of them should have been scored by Mikel himself, Antonio. Revelations so far. Is it a flash in the pan or are they the real deal? Uh, can I come back to you on that? <laughs> no, I, <laughs> two honestly, weeks. two two games. They they look amazing. Yeah, yeah, I I they people will point towards the red card against the Leicester game, but they were one 0 up there. And although it might not have been as open a game as it turned in turned out to be, they were growing into the game. They were I dominating. Think. I thought. I thought, I watched. Did you watch that game? They. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought they were comfortably the better team the full way through. Personally. And I thought that the, the Newcastle game, a little bit, it's the first game of the season. You, some teams take a little yeah. bit of time to set up, but Newcastle came out strong. And yeah, they were at home, weren't they? It around. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think they've two very different games, but they they look like a team on form. Yeah, I think they've just got, yeah, they do. Antonio, I mean, I mean, what can you say? Absolutely on fire. I feel like an absolute mug for not owning them. He's, he's incredible. And I do think, like, obviously, Bedrama's getting a lot of plaudits, but Fornals, I think, playing in that 10 role, just looks rich. Re- no one's talking about Fornals, but he is. He looks quality, I think. Really good, really well-taken goal, and just just a quality player. And yeah, Cresswell, Rice, they're all, they're all good, aren't they? They really are good. And be interesting if they can keep it up. I'm just, that Antonio, I just... I, he does get injuries, doesn't he? That's the only thing. And without him there, that focal point, who have they really got to step in to, to take up that role? I'm not too sure. But but while they're fit and firing, yeah. Got to, it's hats off to them. I mean, Crystal Palace at home up next. That's it. Hampton away. United at home, then mm. Leeds and then Brentford. You, you know, even if they just ride this form for the next three or four game weeks, that may, you could find yourself quite behind if you don't get on the hammers wagon. Yeah. I mean, is he, I mean, Antonio's a must own, in my opinion. I think you just got to get him in, no matter where you are right now. If you don't have Antonio, find a way. You need to find a way. Would you agree? Massively. He's locked in. I mean, I already have him, but he's, yeah, he's lucky not guy. going anywhere. Yeah. Um, the, the, one of the questions I had jotted down here, we can cover it now, is how far do you go with the hammers at this point? Do you triple? See, mm, 
No problem with tripling. It's fine. But I don't think it's essential to triple. I think Ben Rama is, I mean, his price is brilliant for what he is. He's great, great value. But I wouldn't call Ben Rama essential. I'd call Antonio essential. I think the form he's in, he could wreck your game week. He really can if you don't have him. Ben Rama, brilliant for his price. The best, best value player in the game, probably Ben Rama, but I wouldn't sort of break your team to bring him in. And defensively, again, they're fine. I'm really happy having Kufal. But again, it's not like, oh, take the hit to get Kufal. That would be my my view. So if you have three, keep riding with three. If you don't have three, don't sweat not having three. Sweat not having Antonio would be my thoughts. What do you reckon? I'm a three I'm a Ooh, triple, I think. You think go big? I, I just think... I agree with the comments that maybe the only essential one is Antonio. But given their price points, I just think... Ride the wave. I mean, they're cheaper than Rafinha. Like, they're cheaper than Greenwood. Mm. They're cheaper than Pogba. Uh, they're quite considerably cheaper than Pogba now. He's like, what, 7.7, isn't he? Um, so, you know, you're looking at 6.2 for Ben Rama even after a double price rise. Mm, like, still, still great value, yeah. It, I mean, looking at, I'm looking at my own team here. Apart from Brownhill, who is my enabler, he'll be the cheapest, the next cheapest midfielder. Yeah, and he's doing bits like. So, it's... question, question for you then: If you're in my shoes, only Kufal in the team, would you do? Would you think I should take a hit to get Antonio and Ben Rama in for next week? Mm. If you the were old... me there. The old hit strategy. I mm. we, we're told time and time again to never take a hit. Screw right? those people. It Josh. never works out. I love it. Own. I forget the scenarios in which they say, you know, maybe do it. It's really if you can't even, if you're not even going to field or an eleven, that's when you should really only really consider. Oh, it. But, I think we have, we have different hit philosophies. Then I think I think we have different views. I'm much more liberal with a hit early on to get on the bandwagons and catch the price rises early doors than I am later on. But I am, I'm hit positive. I think Josh in, in that sense, but I think that speaks to, I think you're a more cautious manager to your credit than I am. Maybe hate risks. Um, I don't like, don't I? hates the risks, hates <laughs> the risk. Cool. Yeah. Well that's so yeah, that's the, the XG team. So we quickly do the, the players individually who've got the XG who were looking looking good. So top of the XG table, we've got we've mentioned them all already. Antonio and DCL. So there are these. So these are the players over two XG out of two games, right, Josh? That is right. Yep. Cool. So yeah, we've got Antonio and DCL and Lukaku. One point seven three after one game is unbelievable. Is is incredible. I mean, and he did. I mean, that head, that save from the head. Did you see that? It was an unbelievable save from Leno. Yeah, even he was shocked. Leno yeah, was Lukaku, shocked. yeah, they were all shocked. Everyone involved was shocked. But yeah, it was fantastic. But uh, to put that in context, one point seven three is the third highest xG of any player. Incredible. And he's only played nine minutes. So incredible. If you could have questioned it, Josh, if you could afford it, would you prioritize Lukaku over Antonio? No, not yet. Interesting. Not, I think long term over the season, and I probably get called out for this, but Lukaku will score more points than Antonio. I'd I'm agree. Willing, I'm willing to say. Yeah. But if you go back to our form versus fixture argument for attacking players, it's form, right? You know, mm-hmm. generally speaking, we want to ride them when they're on good form. 
Antonio is on blistering hot form right now. He I is, think. but but is Lukaku not on hot form? If he got one point seven three of one game, very very true. Um, I mean, it comes back to the point that we're dealing with probably the two hottest properties. So there's probably not much between them anyway. If you could have one, if I'd have to pick one right now, I'd go with Antonio personally, um, just because he's cheaper. He's probably going to take less to get into your team. You're not going to have to really shoehorn him in. Mm. And Crystal Palace at home next. Yeah, the fixtures are... I know we yeah, we did say the fixtures. The evidence shows that the fixtures are less important for attacking players. But when they're that good... And I think Lukaku's next couple aren't that great, are they? I think Liverpool he's got... Way, yeah, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be rushing. I'm certainly not rushing to get Lukaku in, as I'm sure you're not either. Partly the price and partly the... Uh, partly the fixtures but I do wonder if Lukaku in like magical land was the same price as Antonio now which one I'd go for I do wonder that it's a that'd be a tough one I think if he's the same think, price I'd probably go Lukaku yeah there's a four point different four million differences there in price it's huge it's, it? I mean it's, it's a different ballpark isn't it so yeah and then DCL People aren't, I think because of Antonio, I think people aren't talking about Calvert-Lewin as much, but he is, he's a similar player, I think, in that he gets in those point-blank ranges, six-yard box ranges, and bangs him in. He's certainly someone on my watch list, certainly. Um, I mean, I've got, I just went for the wrong ones. I got Bamford and, what, uh, Bamford and Ings. I know Ings has scored two, but I wish I had Antonio and DCL, basically, in their place. The good thing is Ings is still returned, but yeah, Bambi is yeah, on the ice Bam, at the moment, isn't he? Bambi on ice, Bamfi on ice. He really is. <laughs> that was good. Was that deliberate for you? That was good. No, no, it wasn't uh, at all. You turned that it was really clever. One. I think you made that. That was good. Um, yeah, I mean, with with is four three three the answer, Josh, to get the, all these great strikers in. What's going on? It feels like. There's a lot of good option strikers out there at some pretty tasty price points. For sure. So I would be inclined to go that way. The only problem that I've got personally, and if your team's set up the same way, you'd have the same problem, is I've, I went midfield heavy at game week one. So it's quite a shuffle. It's always is, get, isn't it? Because I'm, I'm currently sat on Antonio and Tony up front. Mm, and Obafemi. So to get to bring Tony and Obafemi up to... You know the, your your Calvert Lewins or your maybe even like your Ingses that or even and uh, no Lukakuism is a might as well be the moon to me at the moment. So yeah, um, yes, yeah, a lot is a big change for me to do that. Whereas Bamford to DCL for you is you know not too different. I know very true, very true. But I want that four three three. I think I think I do. I think at the moment four three three is is the best currently. It, I mean, it all changes, doesn't it? It's so easy to get sucked into just two weeks worth of data and tear up your team. Whereas next week, I mean, look look what happened first week, Salah and Bruno, massive haul, both blank this week. And I'm seeing people on Twitter saying, you know, oh, out. Bruno's not in form. Like, he scored a hat-trick two weeks ago. How is that not form, you know? Yeah. Salah, like, it's very unlucky. To, well, I guess he was arguably marginally offside, but... He didn't need to be offside to score the goal, did he? Was the point of that goal? Like, it's not like being offside made him score the goal. Still put it in the net, though. He still put it in the net, and he still looked lively the whole game, I thought. Um, So definitely not worried about either of those two. I still think they're the two most essential players in the game, if you can can have them. 
but that's so, so strike as you said you want all three but to move to our final point on the xg versus xa not looking too much at strikers there are a few players that we've got that have over 1.0 xa right now mm. would you can i interest you in any <laughs> of the following yeah a jesus a mount a taa trent mm. or a charleston uh you can interest me josh in a mount for sure i'll take one mount please mount if i was wild carding now mount would 100% be in i think he was great and i think people he's like he's like just that non glamorous player that people don't like to like i think but he is very good like creates loads of chances i think he created the most chances last season now with lukaku spearheading there i think he's a brilliant value at 7.5 um and he knows where the goal is as well he can get a goal two um jesus we've talked about c just stay away stay away from him uh trent i've like it's a weird one with trent i sort of made my bed and said i'm not going to get him just because of the price so i can afford more expensive striker options if you've got him he's he's class i mean he's 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 i think he's now created the most chances so far in the two games the only thing I would say is I don't think Liverpool are going to keep as many clean sheets this year, even in that game. But they should have conceded at the end if it wasn't for Alisson. Alisson made some amazing saves at the end. And I just don't feel like they're quite that solid rock at the back they were a couple of years ago. Yet, anyway. Maybe it's VVD needs some time. So I don't have the fear with Trent that I do with the other premiums, some of the other premiums, and Antonio now. Um, so I'm not sweating on Trent so much. Uh, and Richarlison, nah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm surprised. I, I thought I might, you know, might be able to tempt you. He's a, the problem with Jesus and Richarlison is they're strikers. And I just think that's such a hot spot to take up with an assister. It's not worth that spot take up. That's just my view. And he's quite expensive, isn't he, Richarlison? Is he 8? 8. 8.5? He might be 7.6 now. Give me Richarlison. He's, he's cheap. Take my next, my follow-up question was going to be, he's cheaper than DCL. Yeah, I just think DCL is in that six-yard box on the end of everything. And on Richarlison. And, oh yeah, Pens is another massive one. You're right, exactly, man. What about you, Jesus Mount? You've got Trent, Jesus and Mount. How do you feel about them? Like them both, but I think they're further down the list uh, of potential players that I want to bring in. They're just behind the kind of next immediate transfers for me. I've got my eye on a, a third West Ham player next, I think, to, to kind of switch up that midfield. Yeah, you, you want that triple West? I think I know who you're going to get as well. Oh. I, can, I can hazard a guess. Cool. Well, thanks, Josh. That was good. So we covered who the hot, who the hot teams and hot players are, really, in terms of XG and XA, raw numbers. Dedicated next part, next question. When do we bring Lukaku in? Do we bring him in? How do we bring him in? Discuss. What do you reckon? Oh, oh, very good questions. Oh, man. <laughs> um, do we want him? Yes. Do you <laughs> want to bring him in? Yes, yes, yes. How do we bring him in and when? You'll probably hear a million different answers to that question, yeah, right? Yeah. So for me personally, now is too soon for me because I've got to maneuver a lot. I think I said in, in the last bit, I've got to maneuver a lot of cash around to get a striker who isn't Antonio up to 11.5. Mm. Tony's an X for me, so that's 6.5. So that's a big shift. So immediately, it's going to be after the international break. 
and maybe that's a good thing because if you're going to make some quite big changes, you want to know what's happening with that bit of a bit of a break yeah. in the season. So I would say I'm probably looking at a little bit further into the, you know, getting into the first quarter of the season before I'm able to bring him in, if I'm honest. The worry is, you know, they've got City in game week, Tottenham at game week five, City at game week six. Yeah, it's not the best run. I'm glad it's not a great run as well, because it makes you less worried about not having him. I think the only, I've heard two good arguments for not ha- for bringing him in now, and it's that by the end of his actual break, he could be 12 million. And that Chelsea fixtures don't really apply they can score against anyone um i think those are two good arguments to bring him in now but I, on the whole i agree with you in that it's not fully fully worth it yet because a not loads of people have him yet so we can't really hurt your rank that badly and he's just the price is crazy the price is just as you say very very difficult to up a striker because so few people had kane at the start of the season it's not a straight swap you can't really do it in a straight shot, but you either have to spend two transfers to to do it or or take the hit. Or wild card. Would you wild card or for swag- Lukaku? Yeah, not purely for a Lukaku. I wouldn't much. I love him. Yeah. And then the other big news, obviously, today is Harry Kane. He said he's staying now. Do you... What are your thoughts there? Is it a wait and see? Or would you advise someone bringing him in? I would want Lukaku before I want Kane. Um, yeah, I agree. So it's a if if we're waiting to bring Lukaku in, then sorry, Harry, you're waiting even longer. Um, yeah. And me personally, I kind of know I have in my head the route to Lukaku, but it involves getting rid of Sun, and you know, next fixture for them is Watford at home. So, so I'm, I'll I'll be keeping Sun for that fixture at least. Keep the Sun, and that's the kind of stepwise planning that I've got but so let me let me pitch it to you this way I've, I've kind of said that we, we both we both want him but we need to figure out you know at what point do you do you pick him over certain other players in your team so would you bring him in over Salah or Bruno the category one mids no I wouldn't no I think Salah and Bruno are undroppable undroppable to so- me they and are. I think they are better to have wow. now. That was a very quick decision. I thought you would stew on that a little no, bit. No, I'm not stewing. I'm not stewing. I think, yeah, I'd love to have... Loved, I mean, all three. I do think there's ways you can get all three, but it would take a take a wild card. Um, a lot of shifting around. A lot of shifties, yeah. I think it would. And then but does he sit immediately after those two then? Yeah, in terms of... Yeah, in terms of price aside, yes, he does, yeah. But as you touched on earlier, Josh, Antonio now, if you don't have him in. Yeah, I would say actually right now for the next few weeks, Antonio is the player that if you don't have, you just have to have him in. Like if you haven't got Salah or Bruno now, I wouldn't say drop everything and get them in next for next game week. But Antonio, I would say that. Yeah, catch the hot streak. So yeah, in conclusion, I think we're in agree. Don't sweat on not having Lukaku right now but maybe start thinking about how you're going to get him in in the next couple of weeks. Fair? Perfect. Perfect. That is Perfect. the exact, exact summary. Just cut the rest. Cut the rest of that chat and we'll just say that. Just say that one line. It's because that's my exact uh, plan. You described my yeah, plan, so I'm I think, very yeah, happy. All our plans. Good, good. Okay, Josh, Simicast, do we sell him now? 
question to you. God, I thought the last question was hard. Um, <laughs> who knows? Uh, personally, I'm keeping him for one for game week three, just mm-hmm. to test those waters. And the reason being is because he looked so good in that last game. I are think... you are you starting him against Chelsea? Yeah, you are. Interesting. I, I think that. If you're going to keep him, you have to have the have the confidence that he's going to play. Otherwise, you know he goes on the bench. And for me, the own you know the players on my bench that I've got, I'm not really happy with starting them over him as a potential option. Um, mm. I think you're right. I think I'm worried that Liverpool will concede against Chelsea. So really, he's in there for potential attacking returns. Um, but he got an assist. He takes corners from that side, which Robbo does. So it, it looks like he's basically been told to do everything that Robbo does. Yeah, he does like a carbon copy, doesn't he? In the last a game, beta. will he start though? Will is Robbo not fit again? Robbo, what, <laughs> like like the loser that I am, I've watched the inside training videos. Nice. How's he's he looking? The, he's there <laughs> and he's involved in full training by the looks mm. of it. So. I mean, he's ready. I mean, he was on the bench last week and you would say from the perspective that if you're Klopp, you would not put someone on the bench who you're not willing to put on for at least half a game. Yeah. Um, you just don't need to do it with the, we know with the squad that Liverpool have got. So he's he was ready to start a game, I think. So it is a flip of a coin who can get into the head of Klopp as to what he will do. Some people were reading into the fact that Simicast was taken off in front of the, the, the cop last week as that was maybe his... Hurrah, well well done, you've played a great two games. See you never. (laughs) But he looked knackered at that point and he'd just taken a knock beforehand. Not not injured, but he'd been clattered a couple of times. I think he just needed fresh legs at that point. Yeah. So Uh, no idea. What are you thinking? Yeah, funnily enough, I think a bit differently to you with him. I've got him. I'm keeping him, but I'm benching him. And I'm keeping him because I don't want to just waste a transfer spending a 4.2 on another four. Uh, because I have more pressing transfers to make, so it's not, it's not that I'm keeping him because I think he'll play. Because I am, not, I'm not going to start him. It's just he's a he's bench fodder now for me until I until I have an opportunity to get rid. Because I'm sure Robbo will come back in, if not this week, then very very soon. And because the fixture's not that great, I think uh, I think I can afford to just let him stay third on the bench. And I've got the I've got Ailing. I think I can play instead, who I don't mind playing. Yeah. So for that reason, I'd I'd keep and I'd advise that my advice to you all would be: if you have him, don't burn the transfer on him now. If you've got the luxury of you don't have any pressing transfers, roll into roll with two over the next international break. Don't sell him. Would be my tip but if you, you do sell him more. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, you do sell him by Livramento yeah by Livramento if you do sell him oh yeah I guess the that's the similar price point if you wanted to go a little bit higher to a 4.5 who would you recommend <sighs> oh there's loads aren't there yeah there are loads that is tough so I kind of jump that one on you yeah I'm not, that is a tough one actually there's quite a few I've got Ailing as mine um, Duffy is he a 4.5 that's cheaper I think isn't he is he a 4.0 uh, yeah, yeah, but he's had some price rises, so he's either has it, yeah. or four point. Well, yeah, good. I think the consensus is he'll probably start the next few games. Brighton, very good defence. I think that's a good shout. Yeah, we mentioned Livramento. I said there are loads. Maybe there aren't as many as I 
as I thought there would be. A do you think a Sanchez? I mean, I'm not really interested in a Spurs defence personally, but yeah, they've looked um, right, haven't they? I haven't watched all of the Brentford games, but I've heard that Henry looks mm. good. I mean, Henry. they've had two clean sheets already, so that maybe says you know they're <coughs> going to they they could continue to do that, could get, be getting clean sheet points, but he looks particularly attacking, so yeah. maybe an option again. 4.5 these these players are going to be your your bench to rotate in when some of your other players don't have great fixtures aren't they so yeah be amazing yeah fair point cool okay um so those are our views on simicas very good simi uh josh upcoming international break roller transfer now i don't think we should spend too long on this because every day something changes with this international break it seems like so very quick recap would be so international break coming up, some of the players have to play in red list countries, right? So that would mean after returning from those countries, they isolate for 10 days by the law, uh, which of course would mean they'd miss this next game week. Now, the first update was that I think Liverpool initially came out with a statement and then all the Premier League teams got together and issued a joint statement saying that they won't allow players to go to those countries they will allow the other countries but not the the red, red countries um, so that seemed like the end of it but then today I believe FIFA have sent a letter to Boris Johnson saying please encourage them to do it I think and saying and they released a statement saying there'll be there'll be consequences basically if they don't so yeah I mean again I don't think we should do it. I've kind of been thinking just act as if the, I'm sure they'll find a way for the players to to play and not miss games. What do you think? You'd really hope so, right? You've got to say that the clubs are not going to let their top assets leave and not be able to play a game week when they came when they come back. Yeah. I noticed I didn't know actually about the letter from FIFA, but yeah. I had seen a lot of backlash from players' social media referring to that joint statement saying like basically with puzzled looks saying you know i'm not going to get to go away on international duty so it seems like some of the players definitely oh, so the play ah oh, so the players were, were confused about the premier league statement yeah so the, I, cavani was one he posted a picture of the statement with big question marks mm, underneath um ben rama posted a picture with himself and the Alger, his algerian teammates oh yeah i saw that yeah so it looks like the players want to go enthusiasm to go and that could cause some problems i guess but i think the bottom line is the prem teams will not let them go if they're gonna miss a game week the other side so with that in mind unless you've got some pretty big fires to put out roll a transfer give yourself some insurance yeah i think that's a fair 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 point man i think that's a fair point yeah, it'll be interesting. It's sort of unprecedented. This I did. Someone told me yesterday. It was just some guy on a football pitch, so it could have been any, could have been absolute nonsense. But he said that the rule is that clubs obviously have to let their players go, but one of the conditions of that rule is that the player has to be available within forty-eight hours after the game. So this would that would obviously mean they're not available for that time period. So I don't know if that could comes into it if the Premier League clubs could say well look they're not available because they play this game time will tell time will tell keep your ear to the streets is what I would say on that one and and as you say Josh if you can afford to roll that transfer 
Cool. Uh, one final thing then, looking at game week three, because oh, yeah. we've already talked about our transfer plans, haven't we? Um, yeah. Uh, can I ask for a break? Can I request a break? Oh, you know what? we go... Yeah. You can have a little to break. The next section. Thanks a yeah, lot. Let's give everyone a break, uh, and then um, yeah. yeah, we'll see you, see you again in a second. Thanks, man. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, good little break, Jack. Has a yeah, nice little really water. enjoyable. Yep, lovely. Thank you. Feeling liquefied. Refreshed. You look it. You look well refreshed. Cheers. Um, So in this final section, we're going to cover a little insight into our transfer plans, what we're Mm -hmm. going to make, what transfers we're going to make ourselves, captaincy ideas, and then what everyone's waiting for and I'm waiting for is how do the algo algorithm teams do? Oh yeah. And what's what's coming in with their transfers for next week? Big week for those boys. Yeah. Good. Kick us, kick us off, Jack. What's in your mind, transfer-wise, for well, Game Week Three? It's a dilemma for me, Josh, and I'm still not decided. I've still not decided what I could do. So I'd love to hear your thoughts, Josh, on what the fuck I should do. So <laughs> big issue: no Antonio for me. So he has to. I think he has to come in one way or the other, right? So he's in. So I've got Bamford and Ings up top. And I've got a very annoying looking Mares at nine million in my midfield. Is Mares going to start versus Arsenal? I don't think he is. So my question to you, and I put this to a poll on Twitter as well. So I'd be interested to know what you think the result is and what you think you would do. So option one, Mares out, Abafemi up to Antonio. Mares down to a 5.0 or 4.5 fodder. So I'm switching to 4-3-3. So I'm keeping Bamford, Ings, and I bring Antonio in. But that would be the minus four. Or do I go straight swap a Bamford or an Ings to Antonio and leave it there and risk Mares playing for Arsenal? So the way I pitched it on Twitter is, and it's a kind of a twisty way, but I put Mares plus four points versus Arsenal or Bamford versus Burnley who would you rather have wow um well first and foremost you know I'm not a fan of a burn but you hate the burn you do hate the burn so but I appreciate what there's one other piece of information I need to know and that is if you keep Mares, who's coming off the bench if he doesn't play well that's part of the problem and part of the beauty of taking the hit would mean I have better cover on the bench. So if Maris doesn't play first is Simicass, an injured Ben White, and then a non-playing Obafembi. So I'd be relying on Simicass, and he's not a sure thing at all, is he? So it's potentially a zero pointer for Mares if I keep him. Well, sir, given the fact that you don't have any cover, active cover, I think you've got to you've got to switch him down, burn, burn the four, yeah, yeah. Burn the four, and and then that enables you to make the change. Yeah. Um, so if, if if I if I had someone on the bench, you would guarantee two or potentially more. I wouldn't burn. I'd keep my yeah. risk it, and then do probably Bamford to um. I, I say Bamford immediately. You should go Bamford or Rings. I'd, yeah, it's tricky. They've both got they've both got Brentford and Burnley respectively. So that was what that's why I'm annoyed. I'm loath to remove them, but. 
Yeah, would you go Bamford or Ings? Obviously, is my Villa bias hurting me there? No, I don't think there's much between them. I think Ings is the better finisher. He's obviously got the more points so far, but from last season, Leeds were the better team, or in terms of output awesome. of, yeah. of the strikers, like forward output. And then the one thing is is the kind of kicker is the fixtures. So Leeds, Burnley, Liverpool, Newcastle, West Ham, Watford, Villa, Brentford, Chelsea, Everton, United, Spurs. Sorry, I lost you midway through this. What was that a list of? So Leeds, <laughs> Leeds have got in order of their next fixtures. Okay. I've got Burnley, Liverpool, Newcastle, West Ham, mm. Watford. Bami is going to get some points there. Yeah. Villa. Villa looking Villa, dicey. Yeah. Brentford, then Chelsea, then Everton, then Manchester United, then Spurs. It's not a good, it's not a good September for us, is it? But yeah, I don't know. So, I don't know. And that's quite a few weeks that, that that's four weeks. It is. Weeks that's a long way ahead. And then, and then a potential next change might be a Calvert-Lewin in for one of those two anyway. So I'm not too worried about looking super ahead with them. It's more the, the upcoming couple of weeks. And then the third unspoken option is leave it all and roll the transfer for this international break, which is, which is on my mind. The killer is Antonio is going up in price a lot as we go. So it's uh, the more I wait, the less, less value I have. So um yeah, yeah I'm in. I'm in a pickle. Yeah, I am in a pickle. The poll, interestingly, said I should keep Mares and ah. ditch Bamford. So sixty percent, forty percent. So interesting. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna I mean, wait. It would, it would have been for that if Jesus didn't play so well. Yeah, so annoying. So annoying. Why is he now a winger? I mean, Man City team with nine wingers, no strikers. The one striker they have decides to become a winger. Another that winger, bizarre, and he looks decent. Yeah, he looks great. Yeah, and and Morris was benched last game, and oh, I don't know, I could go on and on. So I, could go on and I on guess and to on. answer your question, now we've had a chance to look at it. I'd keep Bami, change Ings yeah. to Antonio. Cool. The other Take nice thing I like, yeah, the other thing I like about the hit for Morris is I bring in Norgard. Oh, hello. Of, of Brentford, and we'll go into this a little bit in the algos, but he, no one's mentioned him ever once. And I think he's, I think he, he's definitely top ten for XG. Yeah, he's up. Basically, he's up there for XG. He's and fifth. no one has really mentioned him. Yeah, right. So I'm going to bring him in. Sure, at five million, great bench warmer, could bang in the goals for me. Who knows? So yeah, I like that. He's on. He'll make my bench stronger. I'd get Antonio in. I'd get rid of the Man City headache. There's a lot of pluses. So I think that is where I'm leaning. Uh, with my transfers. Sorry, that was a really long section on me. Needed transfers. To talk this is I what did. We're here for. You know, it really does help if you if you speak it, you kind of come to the conclusion, don't you? That's a that's a definitely a thing. But um enough about my problems, Josh. Let's talk about your much better team. What are you thinking? So because I held a transfer last week, oh, I was in a position luxury. where I was going to, if I don't do anything, I'm going to burn, burn a transfer. you lose so, one, yeah. It's always, I was kind of stuck because <laughs> the person that I really wanted to get rid of <laughs> is Tony. Mm. But I have no cash. So, so you need to spend the two to make it worthwhile. And I, ahead of the, exactly the reasons that we said before, I want to keep the two for the international break because I feel like something's going to happen 
people get injured or whatever and i might need some some flexibility there tricky so the only there were two other things one i downgrade sun to someone to free up cash in anticipation of lukaku mm. so just make a move in anticipation but sun's got a good fixture so and potential captaincy um for this next game week so they've got watford at home it's a great captaincy shout that yeah so i mean for me I need to keep him for that one week because it looks like he could do do bits and then, you know, manoeuvre that. So Tony was a no-go for cash. Son, want to keep him for this game week, which left me to Veltman, the bane of my life for the two game weeks so far. I need He's obviously no idea when he's back. I need, need some better coverage on the bench because I only had Brownhill. So I just got rid of... I have done this change already. So this is locked in. Because I was worried right. of a, I was worried of a price rise. Yeah, for, you've mentioned him already, Livermento. You got the liver in, nice. So I brought him in because I just wanted a little bit better coverage on the bench, and yeah. I only made that move because it's a free transfer for me. Would have burnt it if I didn't do yeah, it. I like week. it. I like it. So, I'd have done the same, man. Yeah, that's really good. You've got that. If Simicast doesn't play, you've probably got more of a points getter than Brownhill on on that bench. With exactly. yeah, he looked pretty attacking as well. So yeah, he did. I'm he not got a big match, fan of Southampton, but he's he's a he seems to be one of the better bench options, along with your man Norgard. Nice, very good man. Yeah, approve. I'm very jealous, very jealous of your situation. Well, we'll, we'll, well review that again after this game week. So yes, we will. Yes, we will. <laughs> Speaking of next game week, who's your captain? Well, I've already mentioned Sun. It's between Sun and Antonio. Nice and short mm. for you. You're not, so you're Antonio, not, considering, not considering Salah and Bruno? Uh, Salah at <laughs> home to Chelsea. Chelsea, I believe, have the lowest uh, XGA yeah. so far of any team. So not so confident. Bruno, I mean, away to Wolves. I think what we're seeing at the moment is a real at-home dominance for any team. Mm, we talked about it last week. Yeah, I think you're right. That at home, home factor is, is big. So for those two reasons, taking the premiums off the table and I'm looking pure form for Antonio at home, a West Ham at home against Crystal Palace, who looked a bit passive last game, Crystal Palace. Yeah. Or Sonny at home to Watford, which I, at the moment, that's, I think, my, my first, first choice, Son. But I may switch to Antonio. Yeah, Antonio is very... I think a lot of people are going to go with Antonio, aren't they? And I could see why. I mean, the, the form's ridiculous. But if I had Son... Yeah. I mean, Son didn't do... Only, only didn't He blanked last week, didn't he? He had his chances um, again. Yeah, he did. He did. I think he's a great shout. But Kane could be in. And I think they'd look even better because those Kane two are like peas in a pot. Yeah, Kane just... Some people think it's bad news for Son, Kane. But I think it's very good news. I think it's... um. Yeah, I mean, they they link up ridiculous assists. They link up, don't they? I think they assisted and scored each other like three times in in the same game last week, last year, didn't they? They just got there on the wavelength. So, yeah, yeah. My captain is actually on Fernandez at the moment. Yeah, I think he just get even when he's not playing that well or United aren't playing well, he gets points, you know, and he, he could have scored last week, even when United were not playing well. He's on the pens. With him and Salah, it's just a kind of when in any doubt, pick one of those two and, and shut your eyes. 
Um, but when I see Antonio in my squad, when I make that transfer, I might feel differently. So, yeah, I think Antonio is a great shout. Um, any others that maybe we haven't got that you think are good shouts? I mean, Lukaku, not the best fixture. Um, no, I mean, the reasons why I was looking at Spurs and West Ham applied to other Spurs and West Ham assets, you'd say. Kane, no one knows what's going to happen, so only really sun for the Spurs game. West Ham, you could look at Benny Rama against Crystal Palace at, at home, get that kind of extra midfield. The only other fixtures are I would be kind of rubbing my hands at are that City at home to Arsenal. Although, yeah. who were you picking? Again, City again? Who are you, like if I knew Mares was on the team sheet, I'd get to them in this game. That's the crazy thing. But instead, I'm getting rid of him because there's a chance he's not playing. It's so... They're such a uniquely frustrating side. The best players in the league. But you don't know if any of them are going to play. It's bizarre. It yeah, Arsenal bizarre. look like they're on their knees as well, don't they? They are so bad, aren't they? So, so... I mean, it's just... So I saw someone make a great point the other day. They're like, they're so bad. They make you angry at them, even if you're not a fan of them. Like, <laughs> watching them makes you angry at how bad they are. And it's true, isn't it? Like, everyone hates Xhaka. Even if you're not a fan, you hate him. It's so strange. Yeah, they're um, full from grace. Well, anyway, we don't want to focus to too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the only other one bit of an outside bet would be he's having a party is Jamie Vardy. Do you think? Norwich. Oh, I know they're away. It is Norwich. It is Norwich. I know they're away, but Norwich can fall over if you get on top of them early. Yeah, and Leicester I do, are a decent team. It was curious that Ian Atcho didn't even... Um, I don't think he even came on, did he, in the, uh, the, in the game the other on. night? Put Dakar on. He's meant to be really good, but Nacho last year was just so good. And I don't know what it is. He just can't seem to. Is he really third in the pecking order there now? Seems no, no idea. It's mental. I think it will be interesting because I don't know if the Perez uh, red card suspension will have come in in time for that game. So he'll be forced to deviate from what he did last week anyway. I mean, yeah, that's very true. I mean, Perez is, he's done it before. I don't know no, you're how Perez is starting there. Yeah, we're going to do it. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd, you'd think Iannaccio has to get some minutes soon would be my, my guess, but who knows, man? Yeah, Vardy, I'm just, I think he's lost a bit of, a bit Does of anyone have him? Does anyone have him? Yeah, he's 10 millions a lot, isn't it, for him? Not better assets, but yeah, I mean, I think we've covered the the bases there. It'll be a very broad week for captains, I think, Mona. I think because Salah and Bruno are not looking that tempting this week. I think, and because it's going to be some interesting week, ones. Mm. They don't seem yeah. quite so fixture proof, even though we're we're basing that on one game. I know that's the crazy thing in my mind. I'm like, Bruno scored a hat trick literally two weeks ago, and people were saying he's not on form, but I think he kind of is on form. The same with Salah, so. Like, I wonder if these fixtures had been game week one. I kind of think we'd have all Captain Bruno. So that's kind of my what I'm thinking here. Um, but Antonio gets Palace. You know, you, the eye just gets drawn there, doesn't it? But we'll yeah. see. I do wonder, though. I do, before I was thinking of bringing him in, I was like, and you, are, you always think, don't you, of the whole, oh, as soon as I bring him in, he's going to get injured or whatever. But injuries aside, I remember when Vardy was going for that record. Do you remember he was going for the consecutive game scored in record? I think it was like 11 or something ridiculous he ended up getting the year Leicester won the league. And he scored, 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 kept scoring, kept getting close to the record, hit the record, 
And then I don't think he scored for another three games because he just got over that line. And now Antonio has broken West Ham's record. Part of me just thinks, is he just got there now? He's got the cardboard cut out and he's not going to score again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just the yeah. paranoid in me, but... Well, we don't know what motivates them, do we? So I know what you mean. Like, maybe that will impact one player. What I would say to that is the rest of the team who also look on fire aren't suddenly going to all stop playing as well. So even if he loses 10% motivation, the rest of the team are playing so well against the Palace who still look like they're trying to find their identity under Vieira. Yeah. yeah. Like they're still, they should, I don't want to say it, but they should smash them. It's a Palace, isn't it? Yeah, they should do. They really should. They've lost that Hodgson grit, haven't they? Yeah. So yeah, I think Vieira could be struggling with Palace. Yeah. Not even, they're the team that just don't enter my thoughts ever. FPL now, Palace. They're just in that category. Um, yeah, Zaha's not even there now. No, what a shame that is. Yeah, hell of a player on his day. But yeah, great. So captaincies. I think we've we've done, we're done that one. Everyone's we covered everyone of note. Hopefully, um, yes. But now, Jack, your time to shine. Cool. We all want to update our go teams. Yes, the main event. Good. So, as a quick reminder. We're also running a couple of other algorithm-based teams for a couple of friends of ours who've kindly given us their accounts. One of which, we've got the XG11. So that's a team with transfers and picks based purely on XG data. And then we've got Differential United, which is only allowed to have players with under 5% ownership. So they're only allowed to bring the players in if they're under 5%. If they go over while they have them, it's fine. Bring them in under 5%. So, starting with the XG11, 82 points just this week for the XG11, bringing wow. them to a total of 161, so doing a lot better than my own They're team. They're smashing it. They're smashing it. 82 is huge this week. So, a big reason for that was our friend Antonio. So, he was the guy that was brought in last week based on having the highest XG and captain for 32 points. Brilliant from him. But a few of the XG merchants really came in, really. So, more pay notoriously bad for missing chances last year, but high NXG, got a goal with the six points. El Ghazi, our friend, stepped up and took a penalty, I believe. I think remember did, that yeah. right? I should remember that right. Yep, yeah, going crazy. Yep, yeah, took a penalty, got the goal. We had Simicast at the back. We had Konza at the back with six points. Allison in goal on there because the XG of his goal with eight <laughs> He's points. staying there forever now. Staying there forever. Exactly. So a really good all-round performance for the XG11 with uh, with 82 points. So the transfer that's been made for them is, we've, I've mentioned him already, we've brought in Norgard. So we've brought in Norgard for, and I've made the transfer. I'm just seeing, can I see the transfers? That Brownhill? Can you see the transfer history? Yeah. Yeah, it would have been Brownhill. Yeah. So the so it was a, there was a few there's a few um, high performers on the XG. So Calvert Lewin is up there, as we know, but the strikers are doing well enough to warrant a to warrant staying there. And I think getting Norwood in for Brownhill was the best move that this team could have made at this point. So yeah, so Norwood has come in, and we'll see how he does in the next game week. See if it can build on that 82 points. I mean, as you um, said, Norgard is fifth. In the XG, so you're right. He deserves to be there. He deserves to be there. So Norgard is in. Moving on to Differential United. So these guys, not the best week 
for our differential boys, I'm afraid. So 40 points, so 16 below the average. The only real good story was the Mane captaincy, 16 points there. Sterling got six points, but the rest did not have a good time. Jimenez, Werner, Maximan, Bowen, Pepe, Alon, uh, Aarons and Lowton all blanking. Alonso got six points, so not a great week at all for them. So the transfer made for this one, and this guy was just on the cusp, I believe, of, of being over 5%, but he is in, and that is, we've ditched Werner. So Werner's out now, too expensive for what he is. Still under 5% now, but now Lukaku's there. I think Werner will be a very bit part player now and will come on and will play off the wing for Chelsea. So we've got rid of Werner. We've brought in Southampton's Armstrong. Mm. Had so a couple of, uh, yeah, I want to say lively. good chances, but let's call them sitters. Yeah, he sitters. scored. He has scored one in his first game and he had a couple, as you say, had a couple of cities, but he's looking lively and looking like a typical Southampton, really good under the radar purchase. So Armstrong comes in and hopefully, hopefully the differential United can have a better week. They did have Deli Alley on the bench, I should say, with nine points. So that was unlucky. <laughs> Um, yeah, but so far the XG11 well outperforming differential United after the second game week. Well, I mean, there's almost a lesson there, only two game weeks so far, but differential is not the way. So far, it seems that way, Josh, with the differentials for a reason, you might say. Trust in the XG or <coughs> the XG. All hail XG so far. You're beating the XG11, though, Josh. Fair play to you. Take that XG. I believe, yeah. Don't, I'm actually not going to say it because I'm kind of scared of them. <laughs> kind of scared of them. <laughs> yeah, it was a hell of a week last week, man. It really was. Cool. And that's that's the update for the algorithms. And that brings us to a close, Josh, I think. That does bring us to a close. All right. So, yeah, I guess we'll be in touch after game week yeah. three. A lot to talk about before the international break. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Good luck with Speak your game weeks, everyone. Good, Good luck. luck, everyone. All right. Adios. Adios. Take care.